This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser. I'm joined by producer T and Kyle McClare. Today, finally, we got all three of us in on the same podcast. Boys, how the hell are you? Doing good. Hanging in there. Still freaking dealing with this COVID shit. So uh, just trying to make the best of it now. We're shut down again in California where I'm at. Um, yeah, you got the book. last, you got the last of the beers last weekend. Eh? I heard they shut it all down after that. Yep. Yep. They shut everything down last Sunday for three weeks again. Um, but we're trying to make the best of it again. <laughs> again. I mean, it's, it feels like it's, I always say it again, but it's like, you know what? We just got to figure things out and move on. But it is, uh, it's absolutely nuts right now. And, uh, folks, that's why we gave Kyle last weekend off. We knew the beers were going to stop flowing, so he had to get some packed into him, especially yep. to help out with that knee, right? How's the knee doing for all the fans? Knee's doing okay. Uh, it's a slow process. You know, I, if you really want to know what I did, it, it's, it's, I had microfracture. They moved my kneecap. They moved my tibia. I got screws in my knee. Um, it, is, it, it was basically everything they could do to, to – not do a total knee replacement. So everything besides a total knee replacement, it's just a long recovery, and it, it it's finally getting better after uh, after almost five weeks. Wow, that's uh, that does not sound like fun. I'll just I'll just no. put it that way. It does not sound like fun. <laughs> Producer T, how have you been? I think last weekend you were uh, were you stranded or what? What was going on in your fishing trips? So things, yeah. things went awry there. Yeah, well, I was supposed to come back on Saturday from a, you know, nice two-day fishing trip. The weather turned. It was, it was like you said, it was like deadliest catch out there, man. I swear to God, I almost died like four times. No big deal. You ever see that movie, uh, The Perfect Storm, where they get yeah. on that huge wave? I just picture Producer T on that boat. <laughs> with your little dog. That's <laughs> so, uh, you, you get any good catches or what? Yeah, we got some lingcod, uh, some snapper, man, lots of crab. Why? You get crabs anywhere these days, but yeah, lots of crab. You um, had crabs, I thought. <laughs> uh, no, man. No, yeah, but otherwise, man, it was a really good experience. It was fun. Back to, glad to be back on dry land, though, that's for sure. So You catching fish at least? Yeah, yeah. Stocked up the freezer a little bit. It was good. Nice. Throw, yeah. throw her on the barbecue or what? Yeah, exactly. We got a smoker, too, so you can smoke oh. it. Yeah. Oh fuck! I know what I'm picking up from producer T tonight. Smoked <laughs> salmon, <right>? baby. <laughs> oh, smoked salmon. That's oh, that shit's the best. That's like it candy is. to me. I love it. it. Is. Yeah. Uh, before we get going, actually, we might as well shout out our Twitter accounts. Uh, you can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. And Kyle, where can the fans follow you? Uh, K underscore McLaren on Twitter. That ain't it. McLaren underscore K. Just totally opposite. He's, he's, feeling, he's feeling the beers from last week, folks. So he, had three weeks, he had three weeks of stock to drink, so he must be <laughs> yeah. so cool. Exactly. And producer T, where can they find yourself? At producer underscore T-E-E. 
And you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. We've always got some amazing contests going on. This episode, late at the end of the episode, we have an interview with diehard San Jose Sharks fan, Zach Croft. This guy lives and breathes the shark. Sharks. Uh, Producer T, I showed you a video, actually, that the Sharks did of him when he went down to San Jose. He's another Canadian boy. But, uh, man, this, this guy just loves the team, doesn't he? Man, they treated him good. Doug they Wilson did. came out and met him and everything. I know. Yeah. After seeing that, I'm thinking I might have to go do the same thing. Yeah. Do you think they'll uh, roll out the red carpet for us, Kyle? Um, he may have to <laughs> shave his beard a little bit, but maybe uh... – <laughs> Maybe who knows? <laughs> he's got a quarantine. A he's got a quarantine beard right now. <laughs> I, I I trimmed it down a little bit. You should have seen it three weeks ago. I look like a hockey player. Come on, it's playoff time, boys. What the fuck are you talking about? That thing is that thing's made for the finals, not first round, or not not the play-in round. But that's made for the finals. But you know what? I'm sure if they if we bring Kyle with, they'll roll out the red carpet because they yeah, they yeah. still love you, don't they? Oh, I mean, I, I can get in the building. <laughs> well, we can too if we buy a ticket, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, <I'll> be, <laughs> I can probably get you uh, through security if you really wanted to. Okay. All right. Well, uh, maybe, but, maybe next year though, because the Sharks aren't even in it right now. So, yeah. no, exactly. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking next season we might have to make a road trip down to Cali. Uh, there you go. You. What, what are you thinking about that? Yeah, man. We've, we've been saying that since we started the show. Like, yeah, and, then, and I mean, and then COVID happened, and then it's like no one's going anywhere. No, yeah. exactly. And I mean, it might not be at the start of the season either, because once season, yeah. once you know, season two starts, or the or the next NHL season, season two for the Hockey Podcast Network, um, there might not be fans in the stands, or it might be limited capacity. It might be thirty percent capacity. Um, so you know, if we went there, you might have to sit like a row apart. That would be kind of yeah. that'd be kind of weird. The ticket prices are gonna fucking skyrocket too if they do that, eh? I may, yeah. I may know, I may, I may know somebody that can get you guys in the building. Oh, he's pulling <laughs> the strings. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pull the card. Oh, I'm liking it. Good stuff. Um, you know, actually, there has been some San Jose Sharks news. Uh, nothing too big, but we've added someone to our coaching staff, uh, Mr. Rocky Thompson. And how is that for a name? You get, you know, that guy's gotten in some bar fights. Uh, but we've added him to our coaching staff as an assistant to Bob Bugner, uh, coming from the Chicago Wolves of the of the AHL, uh, the affiliate of the Vegas Golden Knights for this past season. So, I mean, hey, they got Pete DeBoer. We got uh, Rocky Thompson. I guess that's a trade-off, right? Something. No. <laughs> no. No, it's, it's not much of a trade-off. I mean – I mean, I'll be honest. Some fans were uh, tweeting at us asking what we thought about the move. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know much about Rocky Thompson. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys and say I know a lot about the former head coach of the Chicago Wolves because I just don't. But I think if it does say one thing, it's that, you know, if Bob Bugner had anything to do with this hire, it might show us that Bob Bugner might be here to stay for at least another season yep. or two. Maybe that interim title is kind of getting shifted away and he's becoming more of the regular head coach moving forward. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. No, I, I just think, I mean, he, he's adding to his staff. I just don't know. I mean, what, what's, what's he going to coach? The forwards, the defense, penalty kill? I mean, Rocky Thompson is never a power play guy. He was more of a third-line, fourth-line fourth player. So it's just yeah. – but it just sounds like 
you know, Bob's here to stay for at least one more year to give him another chance for a full season. Um, and it's a new voice. And I think that's what the Sharks need right now is somebody new to go in there and maybe stir the pot, maybe change things up. So that's what I'm hoping that Rocky can do. I just, I mean, honestly, I, I really don't know too much about him, but I know when he played, he was not a goal scorer. He wasn't a penalty kill guy. He just stirred the pot more than less, I guess you could say. He's going to give sparring lessons to Eric Carlson. How, how about <laughs> that? That would be something else, eh? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's nice to see some new faces come in, and like hopefully Bob Boogner had some say in this hire because you know if he is going to stick around for a season or two, you know, give this guy every opportunity to succeed. Yeah. You know, get him the guys he wants, and let's see what this guy can do. I mean, I know a lot of people were kind of scratching their head at keeping Bob Boogner around, but hey, if he can get the job done, let's uh, let's go with this guy. It's, I think the team likes him in general. The players like him, so hey, I, I'm all for it. If there's not the right head coach out there to hire to replace him. I see. Let's keep Bob Bugner for uh for the meantime. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree for that. It's like just like you said, Dylan. Is it's about there's the other target isn't there's no big name out there that the Sharks are have their eye on. Like that's pretty clear. And why not keep the steady voice, the keep the ship steady? Because like we know this rebuild isn't going to be in the next year. We know yeah. like we really don't do so. There's no point stirring the pot too much, but like you said, still adding a voice, it's a good way to do it. And I don't see Bob going anywhere at all, to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I just want to make a quick note. Uh, there's been some players opting out of the play-in series. Um, you guys might be surprised or not by the, by the fact that that's happening, but some of the players are Travis Hamadick from the Calgary Flames, who I think is probably the best player in this list. I think that's a pretty decent blow uh, to the Calgary Flames. Going into the playing series, you want all the defense you can get. So not having Travis Hamdick, that's quite the blow. Carl Alsner from the Montreal Canadiens. Roman Polak from the Dallas Stars. Mike Green uh, from the Edmonton Oilers. And Sven Berchi from the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, do you think we're going to see any more names come down? I mean, I know plays starting in like, I don't know, two weeks now. Do you think we're going to see some more names added to that list? I think only if they test positive. I think everyone, yeah. you know, I mean, no. again, it, it's, aren't, I mean, I don't know when they're going to, like, is, is everyone in Edmonton, in Toronto now? Or is it, I mean, are they quarantined already? Or are they still moving in there? But I think the only reason uh, now would be if you test positive, then you kind of got to self-quarantine yourself. But, you know, those are big names, but you're not hearing the types of, big names that you would actually consider. You know, I mean, Sidney Crosby or McDavid or, or something like that. These guys, to me, you can fill them with somebody else. Yeah, um, no, I, I'd agree with that. Um, like I said at the start of this, I, I think Travis Hamnick is probably the yeah. best player in this list. But yeah. he's a second-pairing defenseman. He's not, yeah. you know, the Calgary Flames aren't completely relying on this guy. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see their testing, though. I mean – if those guys have to get that nasal swab every night, oh <laughs> that fuck, that's going to suck. Yeah. yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Oh, uh, you got it. I got it too. Before oh, surgery. you got it? Oh, how, yeah, how was I, it? Give, give us a play-by-play how that felt. You know, it goes – I mean, I had to get it before surgery, and I didn't know, and I had oh. to get it done. But um, they wanted to make sure I didn't have it. But it goes far up your nose. I mean, the, the thing's about that long, and it feels like it touches the back of your brain. Yeah, but it's it's quick, but it's very uncomfortable. Um, but it's it, it is super quick. It'll take like five seconds. 
But again, imagine doing that every single night. I mean, during the the whatever you want to call it, the quarantine hockey thing. The, the just, COVID cup is what we're calling it, Kyle. COVID cup. All right, fine. <laughs> but it doesn't feel good. But it, it's something that, to me, is, is to keep everyone safe. They're going to have to do it. And you, hopefully that everyone stays in that little bubble um, so nobody else gets sick. Hold on. Okay, you said five seconds. They, they, they kept in for five seconds for you? Yep. Fuck, they told me when they put it in, they're like, okay, it's going to be really un- uncomfortable going in, and we're going to have to keep it there for about 30 seconds. Oh, my I God. I had it in there for scrubbing the back of my fucking brain for 30 goddamn seconds. Yeah. It was awful. Freaking Canada. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's, uh, I don't know. I'm it, just dis- it is, yeah. It's not a good test. You know what I mean? It, it, it just, it's very uncomfortable. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I think we're going to have to get producer T to take a test just so we yep. can uh, really see chance. what it feels like. Not what, a yeah. chance, boys. What's that? Not a chance. I'm staying in my closet. I ain't leaving there. <laughs> no, no, just to make sure getting, you come on the show again you gotta yeah go. nothing's getting stuck down my fucking nostril yeah that's the thing that kyle just said it if you want to be on the stick hungry podcast we have to know you're covid free bud so <laughs> if you want to stick around if you want to keep doing this oh shit i got the rubber oh. gloves i'm sure i can find a kit somewhere <laughs> all right I'm not, so- I'm not sure where you're putting those rubber gloves but no thanks <laughs> I'll take the swab test over the rubber glove test. <laughs> <laughs> Bend over. Um, right? right. Since we're talking about the play-in series, I thought it'd be interesting to take a look at all the series. And we've already done all the predictions, so we're not going to do that. But I wanted to see one team that you guys thought might have a chance of win- winning the Stanley Cup, but being a dark horse in the playoffs moving forward. Kyle, let's start off with you. Are there any teams that really stand out to you? that you think could go into the Stanley Cup Finals? And if you don't have a team, we could throw it up to uh, Producer T, because I know Producer T has uh, done his research here. You know I'll, I'll go last. You guys okay. go first, okay. and I'll go last. If you're not first, you're last. Producer you're T. first, you're last. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> I, had, I had a couple when we were talking about this before, Dylan. Um, my main one, I think, that would probably – at least it's going to, I think, do well out of this um, – out of this play-in round and, and potentially make a run is uh, Columbus. I mean, I think they're always always a danger, especially after see, seeing what they did to Tampa last year. I mean, it's hard to ever discount them. We thought that they were going to be out this year after losing Bobrovsky and Panarin, but they haven't been. They've, they're still there, so you never want to count them out. And the other one was kind of more of an outsider was I'd kind of like to see uh, Arizona do well. I feel like they picked up Taylor Hall. They've got Phil Kessel there. I feel like it'd be an pretty interesting to see them have a bit of a run as well i don't know if they have the depth to really make a run for a deep deep stanley cup run but at least past the first round would be a shock to me so i'd like to see that happen well here's my thoughts on columbus i think they can beat the toronto maple leafs because they're disciplined and i think they play the right way but you just mentioned depth i don't know if they have the depth to get past you know the second round of the playoffs yeah. I just don't know. It's, they lost too much this offseason. Like I said, they can win this play-in series, maybe the first round of the playoffs, but I'm not sure how far they can actually go. Arizona, I mean, that series with Nashville, that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm going to be watching that one pretty closely. Um, but I think my choice would be the Carolina Hurricanes. And the reason is, is defense wins championships. And if you look at their defense, it's actually unreal. They have Brady Shea, uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Hayden Fleury, 
Brett Pesch, Joel Edmondson, Jake Gardner, Jakob Slavin, and Dougie Hamilton. I mean, that is quite the defensive core. If they can get some decent goaltending, man, I think they can make a run. And they have a decent forward group as well. So I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. I think they can really do some damage if they get past uh, the New York Rangers in this qualifying round. Kyle, after you've heard our opinions, what's your team? Where are you going with? You know, uh, I actually like the Hurricanes. I think, I think it's a great pick. I mean, they have great leaders. The goaltending's solid. Their defense is amazing. Um, you know, during the course of a season, as we always say, it's, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Now I think it's changed. It's yeah. a sprint. I think it's changed to a sprint. And I, my other my, – I mean, I love Carolina. Columbus, I, I don't know if they have the total depth to go to the finals. My other one, and I don't know if this is a dark horse or not, is Edmonton. Yeah. If, if, we're talking, if we're talking about a sprint, to me, if they can get off and running in the beginning, is scoring goals is going to matter. If you can win a game freaking 6-5 instead of the 2-1 grinder games that you see in February or you know late in the season, but to me it's going to be more of a sprint than a marathon. So I think the team gets off scoring goals, the goaltending's average at best and that's where again it's i think edmonton or uh or carolina is my two dark horses you know what what how about an edmonton carolina finals just like what was it 2004 that that happened i could be off of my year but man that would be a hell of a finals i agree with you though kyle it is more like a sprint than a marathon now and with guys like mcdavid and dry you know even their back end isn't too bad there in edmonton so i think they can get it done have you guys yep. seen uh, the pictures of Rogers place in Edmonton getting flooded yep. just two weeks before the play-in series? Oh man, yep. that's brutal. That's, that's, hey, that's by, by, by the way, hey, by the way, thanks for reminding me that we lost to Edmonton to make sure they made the finals to lose to Carolina when I was playing. You're uh, welcome. You're, I, I was thinking yeah, of thanks, you, Kyle. Thanks for that. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, big shout out to everybody that's watching on Facebook Live right now. This will also be available on YouTube. We have a couple comments. Um, Isha Jerome, he wants to know, Producer T, how was Trail? Oh, Trail's always a good time, man. Hanging out with the smoke eaters, eh? Always hanging out with the smoke eaters. That, that's why you're squinting so much. <laughs> um, also... <laughs> Isha says, Kyle, your internet is as good as new, just like your new knee. Uh, so how about right? that? Oh, you know, I'm not on my computer. I'm on my phone. So I think that's the big difference right now. I, again, it's, I'm in the country, so it's, it's, for some reason, my phone works better than a computer. Hmm. But I'll take it. Those country things, I tell you. Um, yeah. Isha Jerome also says, Producer T, how's your Twitter account? Uh, you, you might want to check up on that, buddy. There's there's something going on with your Twitter account, by the way. Well, I know. It won't let me log in. I tried to log in. It's not are, my you, are you a blue check mark? No. I, you got to have more than 20 followers for that. <laughs> this guy's got a red mine aside, but, but yeah. his name. There you go. And uh, Doug Taylor, uh, Kyle, you might actually like this one. Doug Taylor says, come on, Dylan, go see a real team. Go see the Bruins for a road trip. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, like that one. That would be, uh, you know, I, I love Boston. I picked them for, to be my favorites, but again, we picked dark horses. So, uh, Boston, just Boston alone, is an amazing city, uh, and sports are freaking amazing there. I mean, being from Vancouver, though, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough yeah. one. We basically burnt our city down to the ground because of the Boston. <laughs> yes, you did. But but I agree. I mean, from everything I've heard. 
Boston is a pretty sweet city. There's so much history in Boston. So I would like to take a, take a road trip down there. It might take a few days. I mean, yeah. that's, uh, that's quite the trek from Vancouver Island to get down to Boston. Right, let's go. We're down, I'm down for a road trip. All right, boys. Yeah, we'll, do, uh, we'll do shift work. We'll each drive for eight hours, and then we'll, we'll sleep while the other guy's driving. How about that? It's perfect. Might even get a podcast on the way. I like it. <laughs> uh, before I move on, I just want to give a quick reminder to everybody that we are sponsored by Manscaped, and you can use the promo code THPN for 20% off your next purchase and free shipping. Kyle, you still enjoying that Manscaped product? You know what? I'm almost out of my lotion and out of my spray, but that uh, shaver is still freaking charging up and working well for me. So, you know what? My balls thank me when I use them. Uh, Producer T, I think uh, I think we might be getting a package too. Uh, oh. They just yeah, they released a statement the other day saying the lawnmower three is now available in Canada. They sent us a message asking for all our Canadian host address. So uh, yeah, I think we might uh, we might get some cone oh. balls just like Kyle. So thank God for that. Big Finally. Shot. Yeah. You yeah. should see the jungle down there right now. Jesus <laughs> Good thing you're not working thing. in the office. I, eh? don't, I, don't want, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Come on. That's why we got the video stream going. We got to see it right? all. You, you, think, uh, you think Dylan's beard's long, eh? Jeez. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you ain't that's seen for, nothing. That for, uh, that's for like after hours. <laughs> yeah. After hours. That's that's the after hours show. Oh yeah. By the way, folks, check out our after hours show on Facebook, the Hockey Podcast Network. We had I think twelve guys on at once the last episode. It was a c- complete gong show. The Louisiana guys always always run away yeah. with it. Craig um, from the Rip and Biscuits podcast. <laughs> that guy's something else. Um, actually, I think you might want to talk to you, Kyle, at some point because he is balls deep in NASCAR. That guy loves his NASCAR. Oh, sweet. And I know you're into NASCAR too, so... Uh, I don't know if we should let Kyle. Kyle talk to him. <laughs> What's that? That's an experience. Yep. You should let him talk to Kyle, man. That's an experience yep. and a half. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you yep. learn a lot talking to Craig. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you only understand about half of what he says, but it's okay because he's got such right? a thick accent. But Craig's an absolute beauty, though. Uh, we love him. Go check out the Rip and Biscuits podcast the Nashville Predators podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Moving on now, we sent out a tweet asking all our fans if they have any questions or things that they want us to discuss on this podcast. And we got a pretty good reception, so we'll run down a few of those questions. This one is from Nick Floor underscore, at Nick Floor underscore. It used to be at Nick Floor underscore 94, and I think he should have kept the 94. I mean, it sounded so good. But anyways... He wants to know thoughts on the acquisition of Rocky Thompson as an assistant. And does this mean that Bob Bugner is virtually a lock as the head coach? Um, I'll start off. I think it gives Bob Bugner probably at least another year of the organization. I know we talked about it at the start of this podcast, you know, the acquisition of Rocky Thompson, other than loving the name, don't know too much about the guy. So uh, let, let's wait and see. We'll wait and see what this guy can do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, same as what I said earlier is basically what I'm going to say here. I don't think uh, Bugner's going anywhere for at least a year, maybe two, until they find the right guy. I think they are still looking for the right guy, though. I don't think uh, Bugner's their long-term um, head coach either, I'm keeping that in mind. But, yeah, no, for the next couple of years, uh, yeah, I see Bugner staying. And Rocky, like you said, it's a sweet name to have in the locker rooms, if, if anything. Yep. Well, I yeah, mean, Kyle, in. if if they're looking for a new head coach, you should send your uh, send your resume their way. You're first rounder, <laughs> man. You're more than Rocky Thompson ever was. 
my God, you know, I mean, I just think it's it's a new voice. I mean, uh, coaching an NHL team is not easy. Uh, even being an assistant coach is not easy in the NHL. So, to me, it's a new voice. Uh, Bob Budner's trying to find his right element to make sure everyone's changed or not changing, but something wasn't right. They were getting better. But to me, just having that new voice in the locker room, uh, somebody that is, hasn't been around the Sharks or hasn't been around the Barracuda uh, may, may be better for him. I mean, so we'll see. But I don't think Bob's going anywhere, at least for this year, um, or, or I would say not this year, but next year. Um, I mean, it's, it's, the, the team's pretty young. So to me, that gives him an advantage. It's not a veteran team anymore like it, it was in the last couple of years. So, again, it's it just making sure is if he can bring them up uh, and, and make the team better. And that's what we want to see is to make the team better. It's not just staying consistent with the older players and this and that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Rocky brings something that we're not even thinking about. But, again, it's, it's, I don't know what – you know. Like, the only thing I can say is, is he's a new voice that hasn't been around the organization. Yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, this next one actually is for Producer T. Uh, Shane Van Nice is messaging me on the Facebook live stream asking if I'm going to bring up his question from last week that I missed. So, Producer T, Shane told me he saw you at the liquor store the other day. He said, it looks like you just got home from trail. And he was wondering, were you walking your dog or was your dog walking you? That, that's his question. My dog always walks me, man. He's a, he's a, he's a feisty little thing. What kind of dog you got? He's a Havanese. So he's just like, he's a smaller dog. He's not, he's not as small as like a lap dog. He's like 20 pounds. He's long, He's got like uh, he's hypoallergenic. He's pretty sweet. I, I like him. I keep him around for yep. now, I guess. And uh, honestly, based on that question, I'm, I'm starting to question whether Shane Van Nice was the one in trail. I'll, I'll be honest with you. So, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. We'll move on to the next question from Twitter. This one is from at Jay Zalk. He wants to know, given the flat cap, do you think the Sharks need to trade one of their larger contracts in order to be competitive next season? If so, which contract is the most likely to be shipped off? I mean, it is a great point. With the cap not going up, it does screw us over a little bit, being that we have a lot of big contracts on the books. Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, I mean, those are two that really stick out. One that I'm going to bring up is Mark Edward Vlasic. I know he's been a great soldier for the San Jose Sharks, but over $7 million, I don't know if he's quite worth that cap hit. So I think I would be looking at trying to ship out Mark Edward Vlasic before trying to move a bigger name like Eric Carlson or Brent Burns. Uh, Kyle, what's, uh, what's your initial thoughts on this question? Well, what, what's their downfall right now? And, and I think we've, we've, we've kind of touched on this in the last couple episodes is goaltending. To me, it's getting, you know, I wouldn't say getting rid of Jones, but getting rid of that contract. He makes a big amount of contract. To me, I'd, I'd rather fix a hole than just get rid of somebody because they make too much money. I agree with you on uh, Vlasic, but to me, it's, it's, let's, let's go fix some things. You mean if they're going to get younger, they're going to get better. To me, is is Jones' contract should be off the books and find a younger, more I wouldn't say motivated is my word, but to me, is his contract because we've always said goaltending's been a problem. Well, here's the thing: if you get rid of Martin Jones, 
uh, you could keep Aaron Dell around. You can maybe throw him a couple million bucks for a season or two and then sign another goaltender that's maybe at Aaron Dell's level for another $2 million. Then you're at $4 million for your goalie tandem. That's a lot less than Martin Jones' $5.75 million. Um, Producer T, what are you thinking over there? Uh, honestly, the, the thing that stood out to, to me about this question is like, we're, we're a lot more than one large contract removal away from being competitive. Like, like Kyle said, there's a lot of like, we've got, we've got to improve. Right. And I, I don't see any getting rid of any, any of our big contracts really improving the team. Sure. We, it gives us maybe more leverage on the market, but it also, I mean, these young guys have to have someone to look up to. They have to have someone mentoring them. They have to have that leadership in the locker room. And yeah, he makes a lot of money, but Carlson's a, a, probably a, a really good guy to have in the locker room, especially yeah. with young guys. And so is yeah. Brent Burns, right? Yeah. You know, I, I just don't see the value in just throwing away a contract in the hope that we might be competitive next year. Uh, yeah. Unless, like you said, Kyle, we can get rid of Jones. That's the only one that I see really getting rid of it really does genuinely strengthen our team because that's where our big weakness is. And we just, yeah. that, that is somewhere that we're going to have to address before anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm not making a case for moving like a Brent Burns or Carlson, but I think if you did move an Eric Carlson, he still has value out there. You get rid of that contract. You can maybe bring some decent pieces back in and try and move from there, maybe go in a younger direction. But I, I mean, I think he's honestly underrated in this market. I think he's, he hasn't had the best run in San Jose so far, but I think he's worth the money and he would be worth the money, especially if the cap went up. And I think that's really yeah. what you're banking on. You know, that's what Doug Wilson was expecting you know, that $11.5 million might seem rich today, but next year when the cap goes up, it's not going to look as bad. But obviously with COVID-19 coming in, that hasn't happened. So that's really yeah. shot us in the foot there. But uh, that, that was a great question. That was, that was yeah. a great one. Got us hey, so let me, let me ask you something. Is, is so, I mean, he, to me, uh, you trade away, let's say, Eric Carlson. Is he the only one on the team that brings in, let's say, a first-round draft pick? Do you know I mean? Like, like, if we're building for the future – I think like, Couture nobody, does. You think Couture? Yeah, well, Couture does, but I mean, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. But to me, there's, there's only maybe two or three guys on the Sharks right now that could bring in value to the future. And that's where it's like, you know what? I can't see them trading Couture away. You know I mean, I can't see them trading Burns or Carlson away. So to me, they get a, those are good mentorships. But again, it's, so you get a, a second or a third round pick, which can turn out to be a great player, you know. But it's it's right now is what the Sharks need is goaltending. I mean, I'll, I'll say it. I mean, it's, it's goaltending has been their biggest weakness. But again, it's now you're looking at what can they get back, and if they want to get younger, they want to get faster. I'm sure they want to get tougher and bigger. But to me, right now, goaltending is the biggest issue. And it's not Dell. I mean, again, he was average. But, you know, Jones was not the Jones from three or four years ago. I mean, realistically, I mean, just getting average goaltending would be an improvement for us going <laughs> into next season. It's kind of right. sad to say, but I yep. think that's, uh, that's kind of where we're at with this roster. Another thing we have to take in consideration is Kevin LeBanc. He's due for a new contract coming yep. up. He's an RFA. I mean, I don't know, Kyle, how much do you think Kevin LeBanc's going to be looking for? He only got a million dollars last season. You got to expect he's going to want a pay raise. To me, it's two to three, two, yeah. two, maybe, maybe two to four. But again, it's now you ask the question, is, is Thornton coming back? You know, I mean, are the older players, you know I mean, is, is he coming back or is he done? And I'm sure he's <laughs> going to want to come back. And I'm sure he'll take a discount again. 
but it's 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 what's on the books. I mean, it's if if it's flat, a lot of these players are going to have to take a discount again to come and prove themselves again because nobody expected a virus to freaking kind of bring down the whole sports community, especially in hockey. But you know what? He's to me, he's he's a three million dollar player at least. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I think we did a we did a poll a few weeks ago, and I think three million dollars kind of ran away with it. Uh, you brought up Joe Thornton. I know we're kind of dragging on this question, but I just want to bring up this point. You mentioned that Joe Thornton would want to come back for another season, but I want to ask you: Do you think he'd want to come back to the San Jose Sharks for another season, or do you think he'd want to go to a, a cup contender? I mean, because the, the clock's ticking for Joe. I hate to say yeah. it, but it really is. I am actually surprised he didn't get or ask for a trade this year. Yeah. Uh, Patty Marlowe again went to Pittsburgh. Um, uh, but I'm surprised he just, he's not going out for that, that final push. And to me, the Sharks aren't a year away or two years away. And I know he's trying to say, stay loyal, but I mean, if I knew my last year was my last year, I would have been, you know what? I'm, I'm pushing for something. And we were pushing at the Sharks at that time. But I just think that he's happy. And he'd come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just I, – I was you know, I was shocked he didn't go somewhere this year. I mean, we all want to see this guy lift the cup. And you yep. know, people bring up his legacy if he went somewhere else. I don't think it does anything to the guy's legacy as a San Jose Shark. Look at Jerome McGinley. You know, look, look that guy at, played no, for look, – Look at Ray Bork. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like the, the example of Ginla that I brought up, though, he played for, what, four or five teams after he was done with Calgary? Yep. Who remembers Jerome Ginla as a Colorado Avalanche? Not, not a single goddamn person. He went into, the, went into the Hall of Fame as a Calgary Flame. So I don't think it does really anything to the legacy, but uh, I think we could all agree. We want to see Jumbo Joe win that yep. goddamn Stanley Cup or, or COVID Cup. It, hopefully it doesn't yeah, last right? until next season. <laughs> you mean look at Ray Bork had a had a parade in Boston when he won a cup with Colorado. Yeah, you no, know, exactly. Like, like those are the things. Those are the things you want to see. And I mean, Ginla played for the Kings. I mean, one of our biggest rivals. Yeah, but I don't. I don't remember him. I mean, when I think of him, I think of Calgary Flames. No, absolutely. Um, we actually have a question for Kyle now, and this one is off the Facebook live stream. This is once again from Isha Jerome. He's, uh, he's hot in the Facebook live stream. He wants to know, Kyle, who is the toughest kid you played with in junior? And he, and he says, I'm talking about the guy who had one job and one job only to make it to the next level. Um, so toughest kid you played with in junior? I played against or played with? Uh, it says played with. I mean, we'll, we'll go right. either or. Played with or against. It's the toughest kid in general. Uh, there's, there's Dale Perrington. Um, was on my teammate. You know what? I knew he was on the ice. We were going to get in some trouble. <laughs> and you know what? It was Tacoma. And, uh, yeah, he basically – he could kick the shit out of anybody I know. One of the toughest guys I know. Played for the Rangers uh, for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he was – by far uh, the biggest, baddest, tough guy that I played with and even against. There's no way I'd fight him in a heartbeat. I honestly thought you were going to say yourself, Kyle McLaren, but hey, maybe <laughs> we'll take that as an answer. Um, one more question from Twitter. This one is from uh, 
at Dr. Sandeep Gond H2. That's, uh, that's quite the Twitter handle. Um, he wants to know what kind of player are the Sharks looking for in the 2020 draft? Um, I'm going to say, you know, if there's a goalie, and I know there is a goaltender, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. There's a goalie projected to go in the first round. I think if we have a late 20s pick, you know what? Take a shot at it. Go for the goalie. You mentioned it in this podcast, Kyle. We need goaltending on this team. So I think if there's a goaltender available, we'll go that direction. Uh, Producer T, what, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think a goaltender uh, would be ideal. I mean, I don't see us trading up really on this draft. No. I mean, so yeah, I, I, like we've said, like it's been the running theme really since November now, Dylan, hasn't it? Like literally it's just goaltending. Feels like every single episode we've talked about it. I mean, it has to be somewhere to improve. And if he's available, I mean, why not, right? What have we got to lose really? So yeah, I agree with your uh, goaltending. And uh, I think, I think goal, yeah, I, no, I think goaltending, and I think we need uh, solid defense. I think we need to stop getting uh, stuck on like uh, offensive defensemen. I think we need a defensive defenseman, almost like a young Mark Evan Vlasic, yeah. a younger one that's maybe cheaper, that is reliable, that can help Carlson or Burns, and let them do their stuff, and that's cheaper than what we have now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you look at our offense, we have some guys that can get it done. We were riddled by injuries this season, so that was a big factor. And some of our offensive guys are still in their early 20s. So I think I think defense and uh, goaltending is definitely the issue with this team moving forward. I think we should try and address that in the 2020 draft. But thank you to everybody that contributed on Twitter. We thank you very much. And now, oh man, this is this is a pleasure. We're gonna go into the interview with San Jose Sharks super fan. That's right, super fan, Zach Croft. Here we go. All right, folks, we have a special treat for you. I'm sure everybody on Sharks Twitter already knows this guy, but we're joined now on the Stick Hungry podcast by Mr. Zach Croft. Zach, how the hell are you? I'm doing very good. Can't complain. I'm still surviving this pandemic. (laughs) Doing the best he can. I mean, uh, for everybody listening on YouTube live, he just showed me the his shark's mask fighting the COVID nineteen, which is what we like to see. But uh, yeah, man, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Here it is. Awesome, awesome. So we were talking before actually recording. We're both from Canada. I'm over here in Vancouver Island. You're in Ontario, just north of Toronto. And I want to know what made you become a Sharks fan. I mean, I would assume. Being in Ontario, you'd be a Maple Leafs fan, but no, you're rocking the Sharks. I'm going to be honest with you. The way, the, the way this happened, I was, I, was, I was just watching hockey with my brother. He's like, there's a team you might like. There's a team you might like. They have an awesome logo, the Sharks. They're called the San Jose Sharks. So I saw a logo. I'm like, that is one of the best logos in hockey. So I, I asked my dad when I was very young, to get me a shark jersey and he got me the shark jersey it was very young i actually wore it at my first shark game in maple leaf gardens so my first shark game was at maple leaf gardens in toronto against the leafs and i my favorite player going up is uh, oh well, no one that's when i first got into it so about, about early 90s and i started following the team since so i've been a shark fan since then 
and I so, continue, and I and I'll continue to be a Shark fan until I die. That's what I love to hear, and that's what the fans love to hear. But tell me, was your dad a big Leafs guy? Was he a little bit disappointed that you went over to the West Coast and became a San Jose Sharks fan? He was kind of disappointed. He's like, you should be supporting your home team. <laughs> is, I'm not going to support an organization that doesn't really care about the fan base. No, that's that's so true, and I mean. Man, San Jose Sharks fans, uh, I mean, I, I love covering this team because we have such a positive fan base. And you know all too well up in Canada when things go bad, the fan base can turn on their organizations and, and the other way around. So, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure covering the Sharks. And I don't blame you for being a San Jose Sharks fan. Now, I see also – I'm going to tell you, I was in San Jose last November. I went for an entire week with the four games plus a Barracuda game. I had such a great experience. That's amazing. What, what's the SAP Center like? I've actually never been myself. I've been covering this team, but I have to see the trek down. You've never Thursday. been? I've never been. I, I know what we're planning on going. We, we had some plans for later this season, but of course, with the whole COVID-19 thing, those plans fell through. So I'm hoping next season I can make the trek down there. Hopefully the team's doing a little bit better too, and we can see a Sharks win. But uh, tell me about the atmosphere at the Shark Tank. The atmosphere is amazing. To my, I'm going to tell you, I never had such a great experience in my life. Like, I'm always stuck here in Toronto going to games, and it's so different than going to a game in Toronto. It's, it's a better experience because I actually got the full teal carpet down. They, they brought down the entire teal carpet for me. So I got to meet, like, the president of the team. I met Doug Wilson. I was in his office. I spoke to Mike Ricci. I spoke to Douglas Murray. I met Nabby. Like I met, I met a lot of. I did. I did so much I can do more here than I do here in Toronto. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I actually saw that picture of you of Doug Wilson. I was thinking to myself, I was like, this has to be photoshopped. This guy, this guy wasn't <laughs> able to sit down with Doug Wilson, but no, you got it all done. Um, you know, you mentioned you uh, met a lot of San Jose Sharks players and staff. Do you, were there any interactions that really stood out to you uh, for that I week in San Jose? Well, I think my best interaction was with the with Brett Hedigan. Okay. Because that guy has a great hockey sense. And I, I said this in the beginning. I can, I can see Brett Hedigan as a head coach someday. I don't know when, but I see him as a head coach. Dan yeah. Rosanowski was another one. Love talking to him. I have his book, actually. I actually have his book. He's, I recommend getting that book. Do you, uh, do you know the title of the book? Give it a quick shout-out. Oh my God! What's that title called again? Put, called... I put Zach on the spot here, folks. <laughs> it's called. Uh... Oh my God! I have it. I have to go get it. I have it. It's my other room. <laughs> okay. Well, you, we'll we'll tweet it out afterwards, and uh, everyone can go check that out. It's a, it's a, I'm gonna tell you if you. It tells everything about the shark's history. I recommend reading it. It's so good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any favorite San Jose Sharks on this current roster, or maybe in the past? Any. Any players that have really stood out to you? Joe Thornton. I love him. I mean, that's all you really have to say, isn't it? Yeah, he's uh, – I'm going to tell you, he's just amazing what he does. He, he spends time with the fans. He interacts with uh, every fan out there, especially the kids. He's good with the kids as well. Hurdle, I'm going to tell you, another, another, another good hockey player I love is Hurdle. I love Hurdle. I love Meyer. I love Mario Ferraro now. Mario Ferraro is just a few towns over for me. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah and, and Thomas Hurdle, I mean, you can't get more positive than that guy. That guy is just a ray of sunshine. Even though we've had a kind of a crappy season, that guy just brights up the room. Uh, it's it's yeah. good to see. Um, 
now let's let's talk a little bit about the San Jose Sharks and the actual play on the ice. What do you think went wrong for the Sharks season? I mean, it started off pretty poorly. We had a few good weeks after that, but then it went straight downhill. What do you think went wrong for the San Jose Sharks? You want the truth of went wrong? I'll tell you. Injuries. Yeah. Injuries went wrong. They're, they spent too much time in the penalty box. That was not a problem. Because I always say stay out of the penalty box. And everybody on Sharks Twitter knows Zach has highlighted that in lots of his videos, stay out of the damn penalty box. And you know what, Zach? They just don't listen, do they? They don't want to listen to me, so they, so they have to try and get that message straight for themselves. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. How hard is it, how hard is it to stay disciplined on the ice? Well, you know, for this team this past season, apparently it's been pretty tough. Um, but, you know, hopefully that's you know, something. I, I'm also, so, I, I also see, I also see this on the ice. I see way too much passing. They have to get, they have to get, the, they have to shoot on the, shoot a net and get the rebounds in. That's another thing they have to work on a lot. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about simplifying the game, right? And like you said, take shots, get those rebounds. You never know what goes in. But if you're passing the puck around constantly, trying to make that fancy play, you're setting yourself up for a turnover, and that's never a good thing. Um, and, you know, we got some guys that can do it that are talented enough. You see Eric Carlson on the back end. He can dish the puck around. But I agree with you. We need to get more shots on the opposing goalie and just increase our – the Sharks need to – what the Sharks need to concentrate this offseason is get a right winger. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And that is, that is a glaring issue. And I, that actually kind of uh, transitions into my next question for you. Uh, do you think Doug Wilson will make a big splash for this offseason, whether it be a big trade or maybe a signing in free agency? I know we don't have a lot of cap space, but if he trades for some guys, frees up some cap space, do you see him maybe making a splash in free agency? I, I hope so. Because first of all, we have to clear that cap space first. And that's the main, and the main thing is, get, is clearing up the – getting rid of that Jones contract. I think that would be a big thing to do. Yeah. No, I, I agree. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast because, I mean, I think we're all a little bit disappointed with how Martin Jones played this past season. Hopefully, if he's still on the roster, he can have a bounce back. But, uh, you know, I've also mentioned on this podcast as well, I think Doug Wilson is going to make some big moves, or I would hope so at least. We've seen in the past he's made some big moves after pretty good seasons just to shake things up. And Lord knows we need a shake-up coming into next season. So let's hope Doug Wilson can get something done. Oh, I hope so. And uh, we, have to, we, also all, we have to try also to look at the Burns contract and the Vlasic contract because one of those have to go eventually. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know if you want to explore even an Eric Carlson move. I don't know if that's even possible, but I agree. I think one of those three guys have to move. I don't know what team you send them to. I mean, it's going to be a tough deal to make, but I think Doug Wilson, he's the kind of guy that can get that done. Um, so let's, let's sit here and just assume we're going into next season with the exact same San Jose Sharks roster. Barring injuries, what do you see for next season? What are your next season predictions? If we don't do the proper trades, I don't see us going far in the playoffs. But we got, we got, I just hope I just really hope that Doug Wilson has something up his sleeve and does something big this offseason. Like, I'm hearing rumors about the Jack Eichel trade, but do I really want to give up another first-round pick? Do I really want to give up a top prospect that we did against the Carlson trade? Like, do you really want to give up a Josh Norris type of player again? 
Yeah, no, exactly. And, and actually, I'll, this, I'll, I want to know, did you watch the NHL draft lottery? Were you ecstatic when the Ottawa Senators didn't get the first overall pick with our first round pick? I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> I, was listening, I was listening on SiriusXM on NHL Network okay. radio on my way home from work. So my reaction was, thank God. Yeah, no, we would never hear the end of it. I mean, we've already heard it enough this season. But, yeah, if they had that first overall pick with our first round pick, I mean, I, I think I would shed a tear. I honestly do. That would have been so disastrous for us. And I was like, thank you, Doug Wilson. You wrecked our future. <laughs> no, the player involved with that in that trade was obviously Eric Carlson. I want to know your opinion on Eric Carlson because I know he gets a lot of flack in this market because he hasn't maybe lived up to that $11 million contract. But I want to know your thoughts on that player. Here's my thoughts on Eric Carlson. He's a great player, but he's too injury prone. Is he really worth all that money we gave up? Is he worth it all? I don't think so. He's maybe worth maybe around $64 million, but $91 million? I don't think so. Yeah, and I mean, with guys like that that are injury prone, you can give them the money, but it's about the term, right? We have this guy for so many more years on, on the deal, and if things go south with his body, I mean, we're going to be stuck with that big cap hit. This is why I'm not a fan of eight-year deals. Yes, I, I agree. I mean, there's, there's only a handful of guys in this league where I'd want to give an eight-year deal to, and I'm not sure Eric Carlson would have been one of those guys um, now, I ask every time we bring a fan onto the show, I ask this question, and I, I kind of assume their answer before they give me their answer, but I want to know, what is your favorite San Jose Sharks moment? 2016 Stanley Cup run. There we go. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great answer. Mo most people just say to me, game seven against the Vegas Golden Knights, but I, I agree. It should be going to the Stanley Cup finals. I mean, it's all about winning that trophy. It is. And that's what people seem to forget that we that was the best year. We had the best roster that year. We had the best rentals. I think we should have signed at least one of those rentals, in my opinion. You know who I liked that season? Nick Spalling. We should have kept him. Okay. Yeah. Un underrated player, Nick Spalling. But no, that's, that's a good take. And uh, man, I hope we can get back to the Stanley Cup finals. Um, do you think we can do it? with this core guys, or do you think there's going to be a rebuild with this team before we can get back to the Stanley cup finals? Well, we got to fix our goaltending situation first. And that's why we signed that young kid from Russia. Yeah. So you got to look at that first goaltending has to be fixed. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if we take a goaltender with our first round pick this year. If I, I can't remember the name, but there's a goaltender that's pegged to be in the top 15 if he falls to us with that Tampa Bay pick, it wouldn't surprise me if we picked him up because we need all the help we can get there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised either. We have a we we our goaltending really we need to fix our goaltending very big. I'm going gonna, gonna to I predict going on this offseason, Dell we're not going to be keeping. Period. He's going he's going to test free agency. Yeah, which I, I kind of hate to see because I I'd like to keep Dell. I think he played pretty well this season, given the situation we put him in. Um, and you know, you know what? I'll be honest. I, I can see a world where Aaron Dell stays in San Jose. I'm going to tell you why. I think San Jose is one of the few markets where Aaron Dell can see potentially 30 to 45 games. If he goes somewhere else, I think he might only get 20 games. 
because other teams don't utilize him properly like we do. Thing is, we give opportunities. Other teams don't. If you look at what the Leafs did with uh, what the Leafs are doing right now with their with their young studs, they've fallen back in the in the AHL. If Mario Ferraro played with the Leafs right now, he'd be in the AHL. Yeah. No. No. That's that's a great point. And uh, Mario Ferraro was actually a pretty good story coming out of this uh, lackluster season. So I hope hopefully he takes another step forward uh, going into the 2020-2021 season. I hope so too. He's a good. He's a great defenseman. Yeah, fan favorite, uh, Mario Ferrara. We got we got a lot of fan favorites. Our fans are just amazing, aren't they? Oh yeah, we're too connected. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's so true. All right, Zach. Uh, do you have anything more you want to say? I mean, once again, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Uh, it's been too yeah, long. We've been is, following this, each other. This for is an month. awesome pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. This is this is great. Yeah, no worries, man. And uh, you know, once the season gets back, I hopefully you can keep pumping out those videos. I love watching those. I mean, I, I hope some of the players or the or the media members watch those too because uh, they get me pumped up, I'll tell you that. Well, I'm going to tell you, actually, Shalina Goldman, who doesn't work for the MB, work for the Sharks journalism anymore, she, she started and she noticed me. She noticed my videos first, and she did the article on me. Oh, really? That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to thank Shalina Goldman for that. That was amazing. Uh, Jan Rosanowski notices. Randy Hahn notices. Baker notices. It notices. Even Brett Hennigan even notices, notices it. The players don't really notice that much. I think it's because they're, they're doing their own thing. I, I, I would have loved to go in that locker room and pump them up if I could. Oh, man. we oh, That would be amazing. We got to get that done at some point. Get you in that locker room. Pump the guys up and get a video out of that. That, oh, yeah. that would be amazing. Um, Zach, where can the fans find you on Twitter and all your great San Jose Sharks? So content? you, so you could find me on uh, Twitter at Zachman two hundred. You can also find me on Instagram at Rocker Zach. Also on Facebook at Zach Roft. There you go, perfect. Once again, thanks a lot for joining me on this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. Keep pumping out those Sharks videos and go Sharks go. They'll never stop. They'll keep going. Tonight, the San Jose Sharks take on the coronavirus, and for a long time, we'll be taking on this coronavirus so it goes away. So, which means tonight, everybody, we must stay in the penalty box, stay indoors, stay distant from one another, keep busy inside, watch movies, play sports inside, and most of all, we have to stay in the penalty box going forward so this virus goes away. We can conquer this virus. We can do it all together. We do our part. Just stay indoors. Stay distant. Keep healthy. Eat healthy. And for fences, because everybody is staying in the penalty box. We have to do it. We have to conquer this virus. And we can conquer it together. That's it. That's all we have to do, guys. Because tonight, guys, and forever going forward, failure is not an option. We must beat this virus, baby. Let's go out there tonight and beat this virus. Beat this virus. Beat this virus. Let's do it forever. Let's go Sharks. Let's go Sharks. Let's go Sharks. Failure is not an option, everybody. Stay inside. Stay indoors. Let's do it and beat those this coronavirus. All right, once again, big thank you to Zach Croft for coming on the Stick Hungry podcast. That guy fucking loves the San Jose Sharks, and we love him coming on the show. That was awesome. Um, boys, once again, thank you guys for coming on the show. It's good to be finally, you know, all three of us back in the studio. Well, we're not really in the studio, but back on the, 
you know, a virtual studio, I guess we'll call it on Zoom, talking about the Sharks and hockey in general. Uh, what are you guys getting up to this upcoming week? Work. That's it. Mr. T's yawning over there. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a picture of a weed leaf on his, on his shirt, so you know what he's going to do. Actually, it says BC Bud, doesn't it? it Jesus does. Christ, it's, this it's guy. A, it's, a, it's also got, like, BC on the back, and then uh, Nanaimo has a little weed leaf on it. It's very detailed. Sorry, I got uh, Canada Dry. There you go. There we go. Rep- represents. Oh, I right? love it. That's that's actually a sweet T-shirt. I'm not gonna lie, that's awesome. So, uh, Kyle, what's your week looking like? You know, I, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing PT twice a week. Uh, they're kicking my ass. Uh, just <laughs> honestly, I, there's not much I can do. I'm still on crutches, uh, icing the fuck out of my knee, getting better. And you know, what? I just I can't wait to start moving again. And that's all I ask for. And, and I mean, the patience. I have to have patience. So that's basically all I'm doing is kind of chilling, and getting better. Well, uh, hopefully you can get better sooner than later. Hopefully uh, we can see Kyle McLaren in an alumni game up uh, next yes. year. That, that'd be something Throwing else. Throwing in a hip check. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys got to come down for that then. Oh, there you go. Oh, but we'll yep. strap some skates on producer T. We'll throw them in there. <laughs> hey, as long as you guys are on the other team now. <laughs> hey, I, I got, got some dangles. Got- I got some dangles. My skating, if they rated my skating on NHL 20, it would be like a 32 out of 100. <laughs> but my dangles are definitely an 88. I'll, I'll give myself that. <laughs> He's a modest guy, this one, eh? Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. This was a fun one. Once again, you can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. You can find myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. Kyle, I'll give you, uh, give you a second shot here. What's your Twitter handle? McLaren underscore K. Nailed it. Producer T? At producer underscore T-E-E. But don't check out his Twitter right away. Give him a couple days to figure out his account. Honestly. Because something, like I said, <laughs> something's going on there. Someone's, got, someone's number. It's not my number. It's the, it's the blue check is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Like you're a slob. Like, shut your whore mouth. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, oh, like, the, fir- the phrase pigeon toss, like, I find that hilarious. <laughs> like, as if you were to toss a pigeon. What like, the fuck is a pigeon toss? No, like, you just pigeon toss a guy out of the way, like. Let's go, he scores! Don't forget to catch Stick in Rink, the healthiest podcast in the Vancouver area every monday on the stick in rink podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts from or on the hockey podcast network every team everywhere you know how fucked i am in the head when you said pigeon toss the first thing i thought of was midget toss we're back